This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Welcome to this week's show. I am so excited to introduce you to Candy. Uh, word of warning, uh, you may get very hungry on the show because we're talking about food. So, um, Candy, I've got to say, I got introduced to the world of HelloFresh, which is where you work and where you market by a podcast, actually, listening to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, where he talked about Blue Apron, which is the American version of a meal delivery kit. And I was so excited about this concept and this idea, being a you know, busy working dad, uh, four children. Um, so I went to online to order, and Blue Apron didn't exist in Canada. So I discovered the HelloFresh family, and that's how I got introduced. That's uh, amazing. Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me here, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, congratulations on four children. I cannot imagine. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I'm really glad that uh, HelloFresh in some small way has played a role in your, your family life. Um, certainly, that's a part of our core audience. And we, we like to have a lot of fun with our, our family customers. Yeah. And, and it's fun to think of like the fruit of American podcasts and whatever Blue Apron's doing, you guys have reaped this marketing benefit. Uh, because I then ordered it, I, I got addicted because I thought this was so cool. And it was the best thing was I'd come home from work and, and I'd feel like I had a sous chef. Someone had prepped all my food and I'd unpack <laughs> the box and I'd be like, this is amazing. I'm on TV with all these little jars and containers. Uh, and then the second thing, Hello Fresh introduced me to so many incredible new uh, ingredients like vegetables I'd never used before, pastas I've never used, cooking styles I've never done before. So I just... Um, it was very nice. It was a very nice thing to come home to at the end of uh, each day. Oh, well, well, thank you. That's so nice to hear. I feel like I need to like record this myself for a customer testimonial or something that I could kind of have the right to reuse that. Um, no, but, but definitely like even just to talk about my own personal journey into HelloFresh, like I started, um, I also started as a customer of the product myself. I mean, I've always loved cooking and um uh, you know, I was one of those typical time strapped downtown condo dwelling mm-hmm. um, professionals who just love cooking, was a bit of a foodie, you know, follow, followed all sorts of like foodie um, influencers on, on social media, but uh, just never really kind of was able to get myself together to like consistently cook um, six, seven nights a week and stumbled across uh, HelloFresh and Chef's Play, tried it. I think similar experience to you, just like that first I think that first unboxing was oh. like just so much fun and yes. like such a delight. And for me personally, and this was years before I even joined the company, like I, you know, it all of a sudden turned like dinner time and this like stressful act of grocery, like it, it kind of flipped it upside down. And all of a sudden that unboxing was like kind of like a really fun moment of like delight. So, um, so I, I totally share uh, your sentiment around just like stumbling across the brand and trying it out. And then, and then it's a habit that sticks over time. And I thought I was being extra smart in that I would uh, keep the recipes of my favorite recipes oh, that you guys right. tell me. And I thought, man, I'm going to remake this one day. I'm going to find the ingredients. But I just never did. I thought, like, this is so smart because I'm getting all these new uh, meals in my life. And uh, maybe some people have. Maybe they got organized and they created a binder and put it in there. Um, but it's just you keep coming up with new recipes, um, even fun little perks. Like I remember one week it, it came with little chocolates. Uh, you know, if you ordered a certain meal, it came with a little chocolate, which is a fun little perk for dessert for the family. Yeah. And it's like, I think you hit the nail on the head on something really, really interesting, which is the fact that like food intrinsically is fun. And I think there mm-hmm. is almost like a bit of like a cultural revolution where maybe, I, I don't know, like maybe like 20, 30 years ago, it was just about like feeding the family and it was a lot more of a functional benefit. But I, I think even now with 
whether it's with kids or adults, like we tend to think of food in a much more like pleasurable way. It's a lot of fun. Um, and to your point, like it, it makes it a really fun creative springboard for our product team as well as our culinary team, uh, because there's just so many opportunities to delight, uh, to please customers, to your point, throwing that little chocolate into the box. Like just, I think the ideas become endless after a while, which makes our jobs fun. Yeah. And, and as a dad and, uh, you know, he, he loves kids and right before mealtime, they can get a little crazy. So, uh, but the way <laughs> that you've set everything up is they can be involved and, and not make a major mess. You're not dealing with big knives and, and crazy instruments because uh, you can even get kits that are prepped uh, quite well. And so they're simply just opening a container and dumping it in, right? opening a container and dumping it, mixing it up. And so just even having that as an option has been really cool because the kids can get involved and they can see the art and the craft of cooking a meal and then they appreciate the meal even more. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, I think sometimes too, like, obviously there's the taste of food and everything needs to be like delicious and tasty and new flavors to your point. But um, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we forget we like eat with our eyes too. And I think that's the one thing that's, um, like I've experienced personally is, you know, I, I tend to sort of cook if, if left to my own devices, I will cook the same like three meals over and over and over again. And every single plate tends to be like a different shade of brown versus mm -hmm. I know um, our culinary team like really tries to play up not just the flavors, but also the color. Like it should just feel mm -hmm. and look appetizing and energetic as soon as you pull it out of the, your box. And um, and you're so right. Like if you have kids, like you can have a lot of fun with like the mise en place with everything out on the kitchen counter and getting them to learn about colors and vegetables and it just making it more of like a family activity versus like a, a chore to put food on the table. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been really fun. One thing, and I don't know if you, I haven't seen this yet, but wine pairings, have you started offering that yet as like, if I order certain kits, you'll then suggest wines I can order from my local BC liquor store or the Ontario liquor store. Yeah, you know, we've done some light partnerships with alcohol brands in the past. Um, we mm. try to be quite careful because um, we just have so many different, uh, we have so many different flavors uh, and recipes on our menu. Like right now on HelloFresh, we're up to about 22 recipes per week on the menu. And so wow. trying to find the right pairings for each flavor profile, like you might have a Middle Eastern dish versus, um, you know, versus like a Japanese dish versus like some exotic burger. Um, so sometimes hard to find like specific pairings for each, but we, we have dabbled a little bit with like alcohol brand partnerships. Um, and I actually spent close to a decade um, at Lavaparis as well. So did a lot of sort of like fun experimentations with like, you know, beer and beer and food pairings and, and things like that. So, you know, may, maybe more on the horizon for sure. That's awesome. And, and now that there's a little more liberty in liquor delivery now yeah. uh, in the yeah. provinces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've noticed, though, is I, I became a member. I, I joined the HelloFresh family, thanks to Chef's Plate. Um, I kept getting postcards after postcard after postcard of other meal delivery kits. And, and so as a, a dad and, and trying to be wise and making a decision of, of who to kind of go with, I tried all the different ones. I, so I've literally yeah, tried yeah. every meal delivery kit uh, out there, even some small startup uh, vegan vegetarian meal delivery kit. I tried it. Um, again, I've since come back to HelloFresh just with on quality and ease of use and the, the okay. user interface was incredible. But postcards, um, do you guys do that now? Like, are you finding they work? And, and you always offer the free. It's like three free kits seem to be kind of the, the call to action always and, and trial this, and trial this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it, uh, it, so I guess it's a two part question. The first, do we still do direct mail or postcards? Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, there is, especially for a, a 
a, a brand and a product that goes into your home, there is sort of a nice linearity to like a piece of postcard goes in your home. And so we are selling you a product that goes in your home as well. Um, so uh, definitely still a really great advertising and acquisition channel for us. Um, and then it works for um, me. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw those postcards. Yeah. And, and it's one of those, you don't often hear brands that are still embracing and really using the yeah, value yeah. of DM. That's smart. Yeah. And I would say like, even like when I first started in marketing, um, like DM and direct mail just, you know, was almost like a, I think when I started, it was almost seen as like the archaic thing to do, but I would say now, like there's just been so much leaps and bounds made with like, you know, data um, and the richness yeah. of the data. Like you can overlay like, you know, household income, you can overlay different demographics. And so you get to get a lot more targeted, even though it's an offline channel. So I know like we have like data analysts that we throw at, um, you know, how we, how we parse out our, our direct mail deliveries and programs and we're constantly running like A-B tests. Um, so it's, uh, uh, it's kind of interesting. Like it's, it, I would say direct mail has almost had a little bit of a nice like renaissance or resurgence um, just with the availability of data these days. And I think Canada Post likes to call it smart mail now. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's definitely not dumb, that's for sure. <laughs> so tell me what other methods you guys are doing that that's working that you're finding like kind of trend-wise that you're seeing people respond to when it comes to the meal delivery kit world. Yeah, um, geez, it feels like we're trying everything these days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think, you know, like, like, so my group, my, mar like the, my department, uh, you know, definitely handles everything full funnel. So we will mm -hmm. do sort of your more like traditional above the line, like big yeah. media buys, like, yeah. uh, hopefully some, some of your, your listeners have seen our TV spot. Um, you know, certainly out of home is a big bet for us as well. So we kind of have like the traditional above the line mm -hmm. buys, um, as well as I would say your your typical like bottom funnel to acquire customers. So uh, a lot of digital, a lot of paid social SEO, SEM, um, you know, display native, programmatic. It feels like we're sort of always dabbling and trying in everything um, just because, I mean, if nothing else, we've seen in 2020, like consumer preferences and media consumption habits change so quickly on a dime. So we're, mm -hmm. we're always testing. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and quite often, if there's something that we tested, maybe like, two years ago or 18 months ago that didn't work, you know, probably not too many months will go by before we say like, well, it's been like 12 months, like let's test it again. So that's awesome. And, and I think just for, for clarity and full disclosure, uh, this is a purely editorial interview. I'm just a big fan just so there's no confusion, <laughs> but um, because the, the team at uh, HelloFresh knew that we were doing this interview, they're offering $80 off uh, your first purchase, including free shop shipping uh, for your first box. If you use the code marketing jam at checkout, uh, you can also go to the landing page, hellofresh.ca slash marketing jam, which is very exciting. So um, we'll see how many go and we can measure it because that's going to be measurable. Um, exactly. With a, uh, we'll have a link in the podcast. I often, here's for me just as a user, I don't often, like I love listening to podcasts, but I don't often ever click the link in the podcast or, or I'll, I'll right, often get right, influenced right. by something like, I was saying these glasses actually that I'm wearing that you you can't see if you're just listening, but are these blue lens glasses. I, I saw... Uh, you know, a post by Caitlin Bristow, who was on The Bachelor. Um, yeah. you know, follow her on Instagram for purely research reasons. She's from Vancouver here. Um, and I was like, those are all, I need blue light glasses. I'm on the computer a lot. So I, I went to iBuyDirect. Uh, I actually forgot the code she was providing because it was some code for 30% off. But I saw right. that if I signed up for their e-newsletter, I got 20% off. And I was like, oh, it's good enough. So I signed up for that, got the discount, ordered the glasses, even though I was purely influenced by Caitlin Bristow's Instagram post. I, they're going to see the attribution as, you know, pop-up discount. Totally. Yeah. 
So totally. for you, how, how are you monitoring and managing these attributions? Because, you know, especially out of home, especially podcast marketing, how do you kind of track that and evaluate? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. And, and thanks for the shout out and, uh, and, and discount code as well. Um, we're, we're certainly super excited for hopefully a few folks listening to, to try a, uh, try one of our HelloFresh boxes. Um, in terms of data, I mean, data and tracking and figuring out what success, um, I would say um, there is no perfect system. And we've probably heard this from like every marketing leader in the world. Like there is no perfect system with like, is it multi-touch attribution? Is it last click? Um, then you get into above the line or offline, like sometimes that's even harder. Um, you know, we do have certain advantages being, uh, an online driven direct to consumer company in that, you know, we, um, I mean, exactly how you did it just now, there is a coupon code and that's highly trackable. So, um, because the purchase does happen online, it makes it a little bit easier for us, but in terms of like the different, I would say like methodologies of tracking for purchase, like we, we tend to just try to do everything. So whether it's media mix modeling with like heavy, you know, data analytics um, or uh, multi-search attribution models or, or just last click or, or even just looking at like a Facebook like uh, ad platform, we, we try to just look at everything and from there draw insights, draw trends um, and, and just continue monitoring and iterating as we go. That's awesome. Uh, for you, what, what are you excited about for 2021 and, and kind of marketing and kind of promotions that are happening and that uh, you're excited to try out and maybe kind of watch and see what maybe other brands are doing as well? Yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, what am I excited for for 2021? I'm just excited for 2020 to be over on a personal yes. level. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was watching like a something with like the comedian like John Oliver and he was saying it's like really a suboptimal time to be a human. <laughs> and I kind mm -hmm. of agree on a personal level, but um, but I would say like super excited for 2021. Like I, I think it's just... Um, 2021, like for us in the Kit space, brings just as many unknowns as a global pandemic did in 2020. So what I would say is I'm just excited for, you know, we, we are looking at like different launches. We're continuing to experiment on the product side of things. We have some big plans on the brand and performance acquisition side. But I, I'm actually just kind of in a weird, twisted way excited for marketing to get harder next year. Um in a way, because there's just just as many unknowns. We have lots of competitors out there, mm -hmm. um, people coming into entering the market as a new category player. And so um, I think as we, um, you know, in a way, start seeing a bit of a right sizing of the economy and hopefully a bit of a return to normal, I, I think that is probably the big question for a lot of e-com players, which is mm -hmm. that like we all probably got like a like a. Uh, like I heard somewhere um, on a different podcast that like, you know, e-commerce as like an industry probably got a 10 year boost with the pandemic yeah. because all of a sudden everyone was stuck at home and need delivery. And so as we get into next year, is there going to be a right sizing? Are people going to go back to pre-COVID habits or have some of these habits started sticking? Mm -hmm. um, so for us, it's just making sure we have tight plans in place that we're making the right bets, um, but also that we have, you know, making sure we have like plan B's and plan C's and plan D's and all the way down the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, because you are the alternative to grow, you could grocery shop and get it sent to your home, or you could get the meals prepped, planned, recipied out and, and kind of include some diversity as well to your, uh, your meal plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, you know, certainly, you know, it's it's a it's a bit of a war for dinner time, I guess you could call it. Um, and like our hope is that because the circumstances are such that we've there's been so much trial of the meal kit space induced this year, um, 
that we're, we're hoping that people, you know, when they've tried their first meal, their second meal with us, um, that they, they start to understand the true benefit and the differences versus grocery, because it, it really, I think if you look surface level, for sure, it's like, it's groceries in a box. Um, but I think if you've tried a, a number of our meals, then you start to understand there's a real power to uh, the convenience, the, the stress-free lift that we do, especially for parents who have to um, get stuck in this weekly cycle of meal planning. You have, you know, multiple children, they all have different taste preferences. One likes bananas, the other hates potatoes. And so, um, you know, a lot of the research that we've seen, and even just anecdotally talking to our customers, we know that a lot of the benefit we bring is not only like freshness and balanced diets, um, but it's also bringing the fun back into cooking. It's bringing families back together. And it's sort of lifting a lot of that like cognitive load um, for parents that, you know, have to deal with meal planning and grocery planning every single week. So that's really exciting. Stick. I know that if you ask me uh, who is my favorite child, it'd be an impossible question to answer. But I, I want to know, um, of all the kits you've gotten, maybe what's a highlight or one of your favorites that's come in the mail for you? Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because it is a question I get pretty often from friends and family, especially once they learn that I was working at this company. Um, and one Probably my most typical response is the fact that it would be my last HelloFresh meal, um, which is kind of a bit of a cop-out answer, but definitely true in that I think that is some of the value proposition we bring, which is that uh, you you every single uh, meal kit that you open, you, you get to try new flavors. Like I never thought I would be consistently cooking like Middle Eastern dishes. I used to be pre-HelloFresh. I used to be super gun shy about touching any of those spices because it just wasn't a flavor profile that I felt confident cooking in. Um, so I would say probably my last HelloFresh meal, um, but I would say in general as well, probably an old faithful of mine that I keep going back to is um, uh, all of the burgers that we offer on our menu um, because they tend to be, I mean, we, we typically have, uh, uh, there's always a taco uh, recipe uh, every single week in, in the menu. There's always a burger recipe, but it's different versions. And I love that our culinary um, chef team is able to sort of take such a staple, which is like, you know, you're all American or you're all Canadian burger and put a bit of a twist on it. So like, I think, you know, I had one recently with like, um, that was like very much like Japanese inspired um, burger, which is super interesting. And then the next week, it could be like a Greek inspired burger. So I would say, probably the burgers are are some of my favorites. That's awesome. And for you personally, apps that you love going on to um, books or e-newsletters or podcasts that you want to recommend to other marketers? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I love I mean, I love reading. Um, so I've been getting really into uh, a lot of different biographies um, of different leaders. Uh, and I just find that, you know, there's lots of management books you can read. And certainly there's a, a few I peruse and would recommend. But I, I just find there's like something so fascinating about um, biographies and understanding how leaders think. Um, so I, I read the, you know, Michelle Obama book. That's been amazing. Um uh, not too long ago, I read Shoe Dog, uh, founder of mm -hmm. Nike, and I found that fascinating, just the fact that he's been able to create demand for an entire industry that didn't basically exist before Nike. So lots of lessons learned there. Um, and then actually, it's funny, like right at the start of the pandemic, um, uh, I read, um, I think it's called like uh, The Hard Thing About Hard Things, uh, written mm -hmm. by uh, Ben Horowitz, who's um, amazing Silicon Valley uh, tech leader and now investor. Um, and it, it was just ironic timing in that I had picked up the book. Um, 
it was about his experience with uh, the startup world and going from startup to scale up. And uh, and he talked a lot about crisis management. So it was ironic that I happened to pick the book up just as the pandemic was unfolding. And he had all sorts of stories to share around um, how do you lead during peacetime versus how do you lead during quote unquote wartime for a, for a business. So um, lot, lots of different sort of inspiration and in books that I, I draw from. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, and there's no time like the present during a pandemic to be doing lots yeah. of reading. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, any kind of e-newsletters or podcasts that you recommend that you think are really helpful for marketers? Yeah, uh, I mean, e-newsletters. So there's a, a great training program also out of uh, Silicon Valley called Reforge. They're kind of like an online uh, certification and training program. You can learn like advanced growth, product marketing. There's a bit of a tech bent. Um <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, a number of us at the company took, um, you know, a few different courses and they have a great e-newsletter as well as a webinar series where they bring in speakers from like Airbnb, Apple, um, you know, Netflix, Amazon. So, um, they're, they're fantastic as like a e-resource. Um, and then for podcasts, um, I, I find I dabble a lot with podcasts. Um, the, the one I've really consistently stuck with for marketing is called Perpetual Traffic. Um, and so it just dives super, super deep into like a bit more of like technical Facebook buys, yeah. um, just because the, it, I mean, I find if I don't like, if it's been two weeks and I haven't read up on the Facebook algorithms, I'm already yeah. like behind. Um, so that's a great podcast cause they really go deep. That's awesome. Uh, and, and for you, uh, the role that you're playing right now and, and kind of advice to someone that wants to get into the role that you are in, what, what's your advice as far as like schools they should be going to or education they should be getting or kind of, you know, ways to kind of get into positions within uh, large companies like HelloFresh or Anheuser-Busch? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely kind of done a, a bit of a zigzag in my career for, for um, and it's been a lot of fun. Like I've worked at big companies, small companies, tech startups, um, online websites, all, all the whole shebang. Um, uh, I would say um, probably if there's like a couple of consistent themes, I would say through my career that got me to where I am today, it would be um, first and foremost, sort of saying yes to everything. Um, so there would be times where in my career, it would seem like if you looked at my LinkedIn profile, it's probably like the most disorganized LinkedIn profile ever. Like I would have spent time in a little bit of time in like supply chain, a little bit of time in like finance, done like analytics projects and moved to brand management, then, you know, moved to like sponsorship marketing and um, and, and did sales for a while out of Halifax. Um, so I think, you know, I, I was lucky early on in my in my career to have um, multiple mentors tell me like there, there's no need to race to the top, like use the first five, six, seven years of your career to really build that foundation and go lateral, like get as many different types of experiences as possible, whether it's industry, company size, or just function. Um, so, you know, I figure they were smarter than me, took their advice and tried a whole bunch of different things, always said yes, whenever I got a tap on the shoulder for a new opportunity. And, um, and, and so I, I think that really helped helps me today, um, especially in a role like this, where, you know, you do need to talk to your, your operations lead, you do need to talk to your, your product lead. And, you know, having spent some time in the trenches in some of those areas just helps you speak a bit of the, the common language. Um, so I would say the first is, you know, say yes to everything, try everything and build that foundation. Um, and then I think the second is just like making sure you're, you're not afraid to fail. Um, I think, you know, I, I consistently see, uh, and sometimes when I mentor different, you know, new grads and things like that, there's all this like, and I, hey, it's very different these days, but 
a um, lot more eyes, a lot, you know, social media, everything is being monitored, everything is being tracked. But, um, you know, making sure you have a bit of that, like almost false bravado to not be afraid to fail, like, you know, take that, you know, um, whether it's, you know, pushing to take on that project that you have your, your, you know, have no business trying or completely not qualified for, but you're just going to be so much better for it. And I think for me, if I see a consistent trend in my own career, it's because um, I just sort of would throw myself into things that I probably had no business trying to do and just trying to figure it out and build the plane as it flies. That's awesome. That's very, very inspiring. Uh, and now for you, going into 2021, um, you know, a lot of the people listening to the show um, are working at brands or are representing brands as an agency uh, in kind of a, they call it a you know, red market, right? Blue market where it's like totally, in the ocean, totally. there's no, you know, there's no one else there and it's really simple. There's one option. But for you, there's so many options and, and it seems like almost a new option popping up every month almost. So how do you stand out? How do you stand out amongst a very red market and a very noisy market? Yeah. Do you mean for a brand or for an agency? So for your brand, yeah. So, so what are you guys doing? And then what can we learn from that? What are you guys doing as HelloFresh and, and Chef's Plate to say, hey, we are the far, far superior product and you need to try us and uh, you know, discover that we're the ones that you want to get hooked on? Yeah, yeah, no, for for sure. It's uh, it's definitely, man, marketing today is so different from marketing even just like 10 months ago. It feels like a lot of the time, the rule book for marketing has been like completely thrown out the window. Um, so I, I can't say we're like, you know, leading edge or world class, I would say we're still trying to figure it out like everyone else, like the problems are very real and the struggles every day can be very real and very daunting. So um, not not to say we're an expert, but I think we've, we have landed on a few nuggets that have worked through the pandemic and we we believe will continue to work throughout like um i would say you know what one thing is um i mean we just did a, a complete global rebrand so new logo new colors everything um and while that is just looking at the visuals it actually was interesting timing wise because it did signal a bit of like a, a bolder fresher start so I, I think you know in terms of your question on even like how do you stand out it's like well first and foremost like let's start with the foundational stuff like the the visuals your logo is it bold enough does it like physically stand out like if I'm seeing on someone's doorstep a HelloFresh box versus a good food box versus like a uh, a competitor's box um is your are you visually standing out first and foremost um and then I would say um the second thing uh that you know we, we hang on to as a pillar is um really understanding our relationship with risk taking mm -hmm. um and so in a world like like you mentioned, a red market, um, where are you going to place those big bets where it's completely an unproven idea? You kind of have to just maybe hold hands and jump a little bit. But then also in terms of understanding your relation with risk, like where, where are there certain solutions or channels or campaigns or programs where you can actively de-risk um, better and more than your competitor? Um, so for example, like, you know, where the, the amount of due diligence we're doing now on like risk assessments for like, even like partnership contracts, mm -hmm. um, partnership activations is, is so much more heightened than maybe the way we were doing them like a, a year ago. And so understanding what's your, what's your appetite for risk and what's your point of view on risk for which channel and which campaign and dialing it up or down as needed, I think has helped us, um, help us weather the storm um, during during this red market, but also like as we get into next year, it, I think it puts us in a good spot. It's really exciting, really exciting. And I think what I like so much about your marketing as well is that you're so confident in your product that part of the marketing is try it. You know, here's yeah, a trial, yeah. right? And and so much of it is about that trial, right? And and I think once you try it and realize the process, because it's hard to describe, right? It's hard to describe it and get you know people to fully invest up front. But once you try it, 
that's the experience that you see. That's the taste. That's the flavor. That's the fun that people can enjoy with it. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Dan, you're so right. Like, and, and it's actually so nice to hear that. Like, you 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 tried HelloFresh personally, and then you went and tried a whole bunch of our competitors, and then oh, you everyone, went, and then you went back and to, to HelloFresh, which is like, man, I, I really need to record this for a customer testimonial on our YouTube or something like that. But um, but yeah, you're you're right. Like, first and foremost, it, it starts with confidence in your product, and like, I can't take any credit. We have like an amazing culinary team as well as like a product and ops team that delivers the physical product. They 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 really have built like a, a model that we feel like is bulletproof. Um, but also it's um it's I mean confidence I, I think in a way too like confidence in your product is doing the little things for your product when no one is watching. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of funny like we don't uh, we always joke about this internally like so it's not a secret. Um, but like you know a lot of our proteins like our um, our beef, pork, chicken, um, we we choose to pay more with our suppliers yeah. on our local farms to get raised with antibiotics because we just believe in sustainable sourcing. It's like, you know, it, it checks so many marks from like uh, feeding your family something healthy perspective to like, you know, making sure we're with local farmers. Um, but those are sort of some of those choices that you make on the on the back end that maybe those are the actions we do where no one's watching that Hopefully, we, we think when someone opens that box, they maybe we, we're not shouting it from the rooftops, but you, you see and feel and understand that there's like inherent quality built into the product. So you're, you're yeah. so right. Like a, a lot of our focus is just getting people to try because it's just a, a pretty dramatic you know, change from like your, your average grocery shop. Um, but, uh, but, but you're right. It, it all starts with the product for sure. And it helps us in, mar helps us in marketing when, uh, when the product's strong. And fun bonus, you get some great freezer bags. So if you ever need freezer bags in the summer <laughs> when you're going to Pegnice, you get them. It's included for free. Um, okay, question for you. And, and this is something that I'm curious if you guys have considered. Um, when I do meals, especially with the kids or just if I'm on my own, I'll put on a, a Spotify playlist, whether it's Italian or Mexican or whatever it is, depending on the food that I'm making. Whether it's Greek, I'll put on some Greek music. Have you considered oh, yeah. in your recipes having a link to a Spotify playlist that people can listen depending on the type of food that they're making. Uh, <laughs> that, first of all, that is an awesome idea. Um, and you know what, Spotify is definitely one of those uh, marketing teams that we so, so admire at HelloFresh. Like they are so good with data-driven marketing. Like I think, uh, I mean, it's, uh, we're recording this and it's December and um, uh, I'm sure everyone would have just in the last couple of weeks gotten there, like, what did I listen to on Spotify? I think. So they're just such good data-driven marketers, but they do it in a way that delights. So we, we, we certainly take a lot of lessons from uh, from their marketing team. Um, so yeah, not not on the immediate roadmap, but uh, yeah. but first of all, I love the idea. But um, but we're always looking at just understanding how can we make it more, how can we make the meal prep experience more of an experience, more sensory in a lot of different ways. So yeah, maybe I'll yeah. steal that idea. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the next idea, the box that it comes in is a really great great box. And so whether it's ideas, it could come with a little sheet or a link to an online how to turn the box into like a cat house or crafts you can make with your, with your kids with those boxes because they're uh, they're high quality boxes that can be used for uh, for some fun crafts, including the little silver, I don't know, you even call it the silver liner. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, we made some like, <laughs> I made some like robot outfit things with that and I made like a shield with that before. So if you ever need some like craft ideas of what to do with the, I don't know what you call it, silver foil, uh, cold yeah, yeah, printer. Exactly. It's the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Well, like it's, I mean, it, it's inherently like a fun product and a lot of our families or a lot of our customers are families. And so, um, I mean, I, I know our, our social media team loves monitoring the airwaves to see what people are doing with their meals, with their boxes. Um, 
so yeah, no, definitely. I, I may have to steal a few of these ideas and tips. <laughs> oh, Candy, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for being here today. Oh, right back at you. This is a lot of fun. I was uh, I was doing a budgeting meeting right before this, so I far prefer doing this than a budget meeting. <laughs> Thank you for the invite. And Candy, of course, again, for all of our listeners, Marketing Jam gives you $80 off and free shipping on your first order of HelloFresh. Uh, link in the notes. You can click out. We have our own even URL. It's amazing. You guys got so organized and provided one for us <laughs> along with the discount code. And and like many, you may just forget about both of those and never click on the link. Uh, but uh, I'm sure you'll find all sorts of other deals out there. Maybe you'll maybe you'll even get a smart mail piece in the mail that gives you a, a absolutely. A there you go. <laughs> That's awesome, Candy. Thanks again. Darren, thanks. Thanks everyone for joining us this week on our show, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.